What's up, guys? Artists from One here, and welcome back to another edition of the Three Way Dance Wrestling Podcast. And after taking a week off, and you can't have a three way dance unless there's three of us. So joining me as always is Shelby, aka Shubs. I'm old, I'm tired, and I work with fucking children. Yeah, yeah, I'm the biggest child of them all. I don't work with you. I just do this with you. But you said you work with fucking children. Not really. I don't get paid. Well, yeah, that's true. It doesn't matter. It's still volunteer. You volunteer your time to volunteer work somebody else. Yes, it is. Fuck you. Whoa. Well, it's already already offended. Yeah, (laughs) it's already started. As always, is oh, we're halfway there, Nick. Whoa, living on a prayer. What's up, everybody? I fucking the tone of that. I can never get the fucking right tone of that song. Like when I try to fucking sing it. And we got a big show for you here tonight. We got some news to talk about. We got uh, AEW's Wembley debut of All In uh, to talk about here. Plus, we're gonna play a new game here tonight. We're gonna see if Nick. And uh, Shelby here can stump the old artist here. We're going to give that a try and see how that works out here. Uh, and, of course, all your little side segments, uh, Fact of the Week, t- uh, Today in History, and um, Fact of the Week, all that good stuff here. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's talk about the first bit of news here. A couple of returns possibly happening, one definitely happening, one definitely happening, uh, actor strike going on right now. Um, I think we're on day, like, I don't know. 400 something actors <laughs> and writers strike actor and writer, Yeah. The double strike there. Uh, but John Cena, uh, as we know, took off for Hollywood and everything. And he is returning to SmackDown for seven weeks. Mm. Um, excited to see John Cena back. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with him. Yeah. And That's... who they're going to put him with. Like, cause I know it's superstar spectacle or, Superstar Showdown or whatever the show in India is called, it's going to be John Cena and Seth Rollins versus Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. So yeah, uh, they're Indian, mean, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I just I, I wonder what they're going to do with Cena on SmackDown. Like, I mean, I I'm curious to see. I, I, Anybody? I don't know theory. if I'll watch. You know, that's what I was going to say. Anybody but Theory. There's nothing more you can do. How about, theory how about, just... how about John Cena and hear me out, Cameron Grimes? Well, aren't they well, both baby faces? If you, if you want to get Cameron Grimes over, I mean, maybe. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you got to put John Cena with L.A. Knight, but L.A. Knight has something perfectly fine with Miz right oh, now. Oh, so they want to squash L.A. Knight. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I don't think there's anybody else you can really put Cena against on SmackDown. Carrying Cross, maybe. No, well, uh, no he's already dead. So hey, why yeah, not? no, yeah, exactly. Right? There, there's there's not much you can do. So I'm curious to see what direction they're going to go with this. Well, they got seven weeks to play with. So. And the other uh, possible return uh, is former Raw Tag Team Champions, the Authors of Pain. Akam and Razor. Apparently, they've been actually signed since last year. And, with uh, Paul Ellering. With yeah. Paul Ellering. Yeah, that I didn't know about. Wow. Uh, yes. So, if this is true, are you guys excited to see the Authors of Pain back in action? If it's with Paul Ellering and their badasses again, fuck yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I'd say much the same. Definitely if they're badasses again. They don't, I don't think they need Paul Ellering, but Paul Ellering does help the case. I'll say if but... they're badasses again, like, did they become, like, you know, fucking... Drake Maverick pissed himself. Yeah. That was it. the end of the offensive yeah. game being legit. Yeah, because, yeah. like, even with Drake Maverick dressing up like them, I'm like, okay, I can get behind yeah. this. And yeah, once he pissed himself, yeah, pretty much. It was, that was over. That killed yeah. it. That that's, it. That's when it became a joke. Fair enough. All right. Um... Uh, where do I want to go with this one? Okay, let's go here. Um, returns. Two big returns, or three big returns, I guess. Uh, you can say have been announced. Believe it or not, Impact. Impact is on episode 1000, which... Yeah. Uh, God, if you would have told me, I'd be saying that one day. Um, <laughs> 1000. Like, what Impact the 1000. Like, Raw 1000, yeah, okay. You got me. But fucking Impact 1000? You... Fuck. Anyway, um, <laughs> Team 3D are reuniting and going for a match on Impact 1000. But, uh, we talked about Knight. that previously. You know what? I think we talked about that one previously. No, because they just announced it. Really? I could have swore. Maybe we just talked about the idea the of it. They, they announced that we talked about the reunion itself, but not okay. that they were going to have a match. I got And you. the other... Uh, returns are gail kim and awesome kong yes. teaming up awesome which, kong has raisha saeed too man yeah oh she's got raisha saeed out oh, of here fuck uh, yeah yeah why are they teaming up yes that is the ultimate well, question okay well, hold, on a minute, though. hold on a minute so uh there's been a, a 10 i think it's a 10 women tag match announced for that show so it's gonna be let me see here it's going to be fucking Gail Kim, Awesome Kong, Awesome Kong, Jordan Grace, and Trinity, plus an undisclosed partner, like a mystery partner, versus Deanna Peraza, uh, Perazzo, rather, Savannah Evans, Giselle Shaw, Angelina Love, and a mystery partner. Teams will accompany, be, be accompanied to the ring. Raisha Saeed for like Kong and their team, and Velvet Sky and Jay Vidal for the heels. I think I would have liked it better if fucking Gail Kim just came out and started fucking yelling she wanted a piece of Kong. Kong came out and kicked the shit out of her. Yeah. That or at least, that or at least Gail leads one team and Kong leads yeah. the other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's. I weird. get it. I get it. They were both influential to the beginning of the knockouts division. And probably Gale still had, had like. Boston Kong was the shit. Probably yeah, still I, had, like, one of the best women's rivalries in the whole company, really. Yeah. You know, but, right. like. That'd be like one day, like if they were still alive, all of a sudden Andre and Hogan started teaming up again. Yeah. You know, or, or fucking Vince McMahon and Nails. <laughs> oh. I was going to say Rock and Austin, and I guess at points they did, but it would still be weird. Or even Nails and Big Boss Man. I went for the more obscure, but. Well, okay. I guess. Um, in news that. May or may not be a shoot. I'm not for sure yet. I, I debated about adding this because I'm like, it could be storyline, but I'm not for sure. So we'll discuss it anyway. But recently, we got a little bit of everything in here except for AEW. But uh, NWA, NWA 75 was this past weekend. And um, Tyrus, the NWA champion of 275 <laughs> days, something like that, uh, and only made four defenses of the title, by the way. Um, 
was forced to retire after EC3 defeated him in a bull rope match, which when I think bull rope matches, I think EC3 and Tyrus. Oh, yeah, 100%. EC3 defeated Tyrus to become the NWA world champion and made Tyrus retire. If this is not a shoot, you guys going to miss Tyrus? You guys going to miss Brodus Clay? Absolutely not. I saw some of him in the NWA, and I thought he was all right. I wasn't sure if he was, like, world championship material necessarily, but he was a big bad Murdoch? Or fucking Mike Knox? They don't have a lot of talent. Exactly. (laughs) And none of the talent they have is really Yeah, but Trevor Murdoch's good, though. Yeah, yeah, you could could argue Uh, Trevor Murdoch's good. uh, Uh, Yeah, I could see that. Fuck. I mean, you know, Nick Aldis was the king of fucking NWA. Yeah, but Billy Corgan ran him out of there, so. Yeah, which is sure. unfortunate. And in some sad news this week, we, uh, we, we lost a couple wrestlers this week. First being Terry Funk, the old Funker, uh, died at, believe it or not, 76, which. 79. 79, 79 which I thought he was older. Yeah, I know, right? No. He's been around like, forever. I think that's why. Yeah, that's why I thought it was like 92 or something. <laughs> but uh, Terry Funk uh, passing away. And uh, the big shocker, uh, Bray Wyatt, who was uh, off TV since uh, before WrestleMania season, actually just in talks to start coming back again. Uh, you know, apparently the word was that they were starting to pitch ideas for him to come back and everything. Uh, unfortunately, passed away at the age of 36. Um uh, fuck what now five days ago six something like that yeah something, something like, that. like that uh so bray wyatt we could go tonight actually yeah we could go tonight yeah there it is so uh for once i can actually say this and we probably have an answer to it so favorite terry funk and bray wyatt matches um well the actually so my vent one of i have two vintage picks so it's fine that i get one out of the way here so okay Terry Funk versus Sandman versus Stevie Richards at ECW Barely oh, Legal, 1997, okay. when Terry Funk won to be the number one contender to the ECW title. Yeah. Uh, favorite Bray Wyatt match? Holy fuck. Like, I mean, I, I fuck, uh, man, it's so weird to think that Bray Wyatt's fucking dead. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, I just, I don't know if it's because... I'm around the same, like, I'll be 35 in November, right? So I, I don't know if it's around this, because I'm around the same age or what the fuck it is. Mm. Uh, it's just hard to think that he's fucking gone. But, uh, the, man, what the fuck? Firefly Funhouse was fucking wonderful. Um, But even the first, the, the Wyatt family versus the fucking shield at... Uh, Elimination, that, Elimination Chamber, yeah. The first match they had. like, And even the, the pre-match stuff, like that first time they faced off and the crowd went insane. Like fucking just the crowd exploded and it was like, holy fuck. Like, and then they gave us fucking The Shield versus Kane and the New Age Outlaws of Mania that year. And it's like, why did you... I get it, but at the same time, I don't. But mm-hmm. it's just... It's wild to think the fucking Bray Wyatt's gone, man. Fuck. And Terry Funk, for that matter. Like, uh, he... Fuck. 
But admittedly, the first exposure I got to Terry Funk was barely, barely legal '97. Like old, like older Terry Funk. I had seen Terry Funk at ECW, like the one night stand shows. Uh, but that was the first real introduction. The first real introduction would have been barely legal '97 because I watched that after. Shelby, yeah. Um... I mean, he's been sick for a long time, so it wasn't super shocking. It is sad, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I've mentioned this a couple times now. Uh, there was a match in the USWA where Terry Funk and Jerry Lawler were supposed to have a match, and Terry Funk just beat the shit out of Jerry Lawler around ringside for a little bit, using every weapon around, not, like, you know, picking something up and setting it up. He would just, like, there's a table there, so he would just throw them through it. It's mm-hmm. fucking incredible. Um, I watched a lot of Terry Funk stuff this week, especially a lot of promos, and I saw this one comment, and I thought it summed it up really, really well. Um, wrestling, wrestling, they they didn't, I think they said wrestling is fake, which, you know, that's a word that we don't like. Terry Funk wasn't. <laughs> Terry <laughs> Funk was, like, legit, like, he walked in, and people would see him, and they would fucking run the other direction, because he was just a wild fucking cowboy. The, the One of the few actual cowboys in wrestling, so... Gonna miss him. Uh, Bray Wyatt. I didn't see a lot of Bray Wyatt in the beginning because I kind of stopped watching at that time. When I came back, it wasn't quite as good. I liked the Firefly stuff in the beginning, but it got a little old quickly. I can't really say one specific match, but like some of the promos that he did in the original run as Bray Wyatt were like mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal, right? Like just so different. And I mean, the Firefly Funhouse and the Fiend stuff, I think he could have made a career in the movies for sure. Like some kind of horror. I don't know if it'd be like yeah. a, a grindhouse or like a fucking uh, Rob Zombie film or something like that. But he, I definitely think he could have. And I think Alexa Bliss probably could have joined him in it too because she was great in that role at times too. So gonna miss them both. Yeah. Um, the what was I gonna say? Uh, Bray Wyatt's uh, promo style. I kind of like um, adapted. Like me and my buddy Justice, we would uh, sometimes go back and forth on Facebook with promos and like I kind of adapted that style that he does that soft spoken like you know come find me you know like if you if you see these videos that you can see a lot of bray wyatt isms in there mm-hmm. um but yeah probably probably my favorite terry funk match is probably what it's it's probably one of the hardest matches you'll ever have to watch and that's the born to be wired oh god that is just brutal is, is that watch. the um Barbed wire ring rope one? Yeah. yeah Holy yeah. shit. And just Sabu just pulling out tape and taping his own fucking muscle together. Like, oh I mean, my him God. and Foley were pretty much, have pretty much been credited for starting like the deathmatch style. Right? See, I've never seen one of those. I haven't either, actually. Yeah. You know, but like that uh, match right there. And I'd probably say uh, his match, his six person tag match at One Night Stand 2 was actually pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if I had to pick a fair, probably Born to Be Wired. And Bray Wyatt. Uh, just just seeing him win that WWE title at Elimination Chamber was just just oh, even though yeah. he lost it, even though he lost it in a match that I don't think he should have lost, I, it was all worth it just to see him win it just once. That match was kind of shit. I think that was really the biggest. The Randy problem. Orton one or what? the Elim- yeah, the, the Randy Orton one. Oh, yeah, the yeah. I think it would have been a little bit better if it was a better match, but Ray Wyatt won that match. Oh, totally. 
That or it should, you know, apparently, according to Luke Harper, it was supposed to be a three-way with him in it, but they cut him out of it. Well, and you know, if, and if it had been a three-way, Harper should have won it, actually. I will say that. It should have been. Because at that time, fucking Harper or Brody Lee or whatever you want to call yeah. him, he was fucking red hot. Like, fuck. And, they, man, he was, uh, man, he was putting on some fire matches. I think, what was the pay-per-view before WrestleMania time? Fastlane, I think, or Over the Limit? Yeah. One of those two. Is that the one with Sigler? Fuck. No, uh, he had a match with uh, Randy Orton, which was really good. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a phenomenal match. It was really good. Um, So, yeah. So, Bray Wyatt um, passing away at 36 and Terry Funk at 79. And uh, me and uh, Shelby were discussing this before we went on the biggest news uh, of the week here. Um, Man, fuck. I can't believe this one, man. But Lacey Evans, no longer (laughs) a part of WWE, she let her contract expire, which I've been calling that for months. Um, she said, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. Started her own coffee shop, coffee and donut shop, bakery, whatever. And um, <laughs> she didn't go to OnlyFans per se, but she started like a version of that. I think it, I think she went to OnlyFans. Uh, no, the same place. The same one, Mandy Rose. Yeah, had. OnlyFans. Like like fans, fans, fans only. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, are we going to miss uh, Lacey Evans in WWE? Nope. I mean... Go fuck yourself. They blew it. They blew it. They, they really... Times. They really did. And this last run especially. I don't... Yeah. I remember hearing about it. I don't remember seeing any of it. <laughs> she might have been in the Women's Royal Rumble. She probably was. I don't fucking remember. Okay. <laughs> that would have been it. That would have been she, all uh, I've she seen. She Cobra clutched Zelina Vega over the top rope to the floor. Okay. Yeah. Fair, but yeah, like just if they actually did something with her in that last run, maybe, but they just didn't. So they screwed the Especially with like Sergeant Slaughter best. calling her out and shit. That'd been so great if like Sergeant Slaughter like fucking like came in and been the mentor of like some other fucking women superstar and like took on Evans. That'd been fucking dope. What about Sergeant Slaughter being the mentor of Lacey Evans? If that they pitched that, he, he was like, oh down. yeah, they did too. But what do you think of that though? That could have worked too. Like if he said, "Yeah, I'm down," then like that could have worked. Yeah. But like since he was so against it, fuck, bring him in as like you know, like just for example, like he's now the mentor of fucking Zelina Vega, and he he doesn't like what fucking Lacey stands for, and then boom, he's gonna sick Zelina Vega on her. Yeah. But he's gonna be a mentor within the LWO. Well, I'm just saying for example's sake. I mean, that would have been before the LWO anyway. Yeah, I'm just picking a name. Hold on, dude. All right, so that was the news this week here. Uh, so now we're going to move on to our games that we like to play here. It came from eBay and the three-word dance, and I found some new stuff on eBay and wrote down some new three-word dances. So let me get the new eBay. Now, for those of you who don't know, eBay, uh, it came from eBay. It's a game we like to play here where I give these guys three wrestling-related items, and they have to figure out which one is the most expensive of the three um so here we go here uh your first three being let's go with um okay is it the 1990 i think we did this one before but i'm not 100 percent. but i'm gonna do it again anyway is it the 1991 hulk hogan flashlight still sealed still shine the light brother um, I'll protect you from the dark. <laughs> there you go. It is a sealed Hulk Hogan flashlight, and the button 
is like a Hulk Hogan flexing. So you just slide it up and down and it's like a big imprint of Hogan. Um, yeah. <laughs> or is it the vintage WWF, the rock bowling ball? It is a, just a bowling oh. ball that you would use at a bowling alley and has the rock logo on the ball. Don't know the poundage or anything like that. That's fucking cool. Yeah. I used to have a sting one, but, uh, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I put in it. We had to put some shit in a storage bin, and my uh, sister lost the storage. So, mm. and the last one here is it a 1999 Stone Cold Steve Austin talking doorbell? This is like one of those little like kid doorbells you put on like your fucking bedroom door, and when you press it, it's like, oh, Marcus ain't here, you son of a bitch, you know, something like that. I'm assuming that's what they would say. No. Um, right. Because the Stone Cold Steve Austin doorbell. So. Yeah. Uh, so which one of these three are going for the highest price on eBay? The bowling ball. I'm going for the bowling ball as well. Points, both of you. Because that yeah. bowling ball is going for the price of $174.99. I don't know what the retail price of a bowling ball normally is, so I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> well, you're still tied here, so that's good. Um, your next three here. Is it the 1999 WWF Undertaker landline phone? It is a, uh, you know, just a normal landline phone that you plug into the wall and has the Undertaker embossed logo on, like, the receiver. Uh-huh. Um, it's, like, purple and, like, the fucking logo is, like, an even darker purple. Wow. Or is it a set of five 1999 WWF sealed toothbrushes and when you think toothbrushes, these are the five people I want to think of. It is D-Generation X, Road Dog, X-Pac, and Deborah, and Big Show. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, what a collection there. I like how it's DX and then Road Dog and X-Pac are separate. <laughs> yeah. Because they're, they're ironically on the package for the DX one, too. <laughs> of course they are. Not even Billy Gunn. Like, fucking... yeah. Or is it a deck... Of 1991, just one deck, 1991 WWF playing cards featuring the Ultimate Warrior on the cover of the deck. Which one of these three are going for the most expensive price on eBay? So there's the playing cards, toothbrushes, and what's the other one? The 1999 WWF Undertaker landline phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, the toothbrushes. I go with the phone. No points. Wow. You're actually looking for the 1991 WRF playing cards going for the price. <laughs> I hope you're sitting down. Uh, for $334.94. For a deck of to whoever, cards. To whoever, play, to whoever pays that, may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fuck. Um, and the last one here, is it the 1996 WWF Hall of Fame Ceremony Program. This is the program that's letting you know who's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. Or get ready for this. When I saw this, I was like, this is fucking great. Um, I mean, I know it's a better life now, but when you hear this, fucking get ready. Or is it the 1989 Jake Roberts Say No to Drugs ad? <laughs> <laughs> Um, features Jake Roberts holding a snake and it just says, say no to drugs. Is this like a poster kind of thing? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Or is it the um where is it at? Uh where the hell was it? I had right this there. Other... No, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> or is it the honky tonk man signed Elvis TV guide from August 16th, 1997? Oh. Which one of these three you are going for the highest price on eBay? Well, fuck, now I forget the other two, you asshole. Okay, the TV guide signed by the honky tonk yeah. man with Elvis on the cover, or the 1996 WWF Hall of Fame program, or the 1989 Jake Roberts Say No to Drugs ad. Jake Roberts saying no to drugs, Ad. I swear to fucking God, if this isn't the one this week, I'm going to be pissed. Honky Tonk Man TV Guide. No points. Fuck. <laughs> At least Nick is no points. The last two rounds, Nick actually picked the cheapest one. Wow. Uh, Fuck. You're actually looking for the 1996 WWF Hall of Fame program going for the price of $144.99. That fucking TV guy's going to be it one day. <laughs> fucking wait. I gave up on that. I know you <laughs> did. Gonna... That's why I'm going to snipe in for the kill one day, but it just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I almost forgot about it. I was like, oh, fuck, I got to throw that TV guy in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're going to move on to another game we like to play here, the three-word dance. Uh, which is a word that we like to play where we give three words that may relate to a wrestler. The, at least that's how the game used to be played. Um, and see if we can make the uh, connection here. So uh, let's go with. Um, okay. Let's, let's do this one. The three words are tonight, heat, evening. Night heat evening? Yeah. What the fuck? I'm right back. I gotta pee. <laughs> Sorry. I'm already pissing. Gross. Tonight history. I get used to it. Ew. Tonight heat evening. The or the <laughs> Great. <laughs> Tonight heat evening. The fuck great. Evening is also night. Tonight heat evening. What the fuck? Oh. I fuck. What the fuck? Tonight. Evening. Hint. Add an E. What? Your hint is add an E. Heath? What? No. Uh, add an E. Willow Nightingale. No. What? Tonight. If you didn't want to play tonight. Evening. You always say that. Because you always give guesses fucking, like what in the fuck? Add me. T H E E. T E E T H no. E C. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that great wrestler, Ethy. Tomohiro Ishii. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm try. I don't fucking know what you're going for. I don't. I haven't. I've got nothing. Oh, this can't be. I don't a even want to guess because I sound fucking stupid. Like I, I don't. There's no. Such but you things. already don't sound stupid. Well, most times I don't. So fuck you. <laughs> Wait, we skipped the segment. No, Did no, we? that comes after. Does it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Give up. Ah. Uh, you know what? Fuck yeah! I can't concentrate. I give up. Tonight. <laughs> Evening and add an E. T H E E. Ashante the Adonis. Oh, come on. Really? Nick was there when he was like, the. I was like, ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, Yeah, I uh. couldn't come up with Ashante Adonis because shit roll I could give a fuck about. But when he said the right off the bat, I was like, God damn it. You know, but <laughs> then he corrected himself. He was like, oh, the. And I was like, oh, shit. All right, my first three. Egg. I. Dairy Funk. Dairy Funk. The last one was going to be dog. What was egg? Uh, egg sucking dog. Oh. Called everybody an egg sucking my dog. My eye. My eye. <laughs> yeah. My eye. My eye. The other one I was going to use was whore, but because he was always called, your mother's a whore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so next three words, mind, aunt, friend. Orange Cassidy? Fuck! <laughs> For fuck's sakes, where is my mind, the entrance theme he had before this current one, fucking fire ant as part of the colony, and he's one of the best friends. Uh, I, put I wrote, down, I wrote down ant as an A-U-N-T. I am not fucking happy right now, and you're going to find out why later. Uh, let's see here. My next one here. Uh, okay. School, institution, college. Sick boy. What? Chase you. Never mind. Can you be more specific? No. <laughs> Chase you, Andre Chase? There you go, Andre Chase, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't have School, been institution, college, all words for university. Yeah. All right, my next three. Uh, goat. Defense. Football. Hmm. Goat, defense, football. Roman Reigns. Nope. I see what you're doing there. I doubt it, but Braun Breaker? No. I don't think so. And? 11. Well, that doesn't do fuck. (laughs) Baron Corbin? Nope. Pat McAfee? Uh, no. Brock Lesnar. No, you were probably a little closer with that. Well, I guess he did too, so never mind. Oh, fuck. God. Marcus Corvon? Nope. 
Monty Brown. Angela. Nope. Angela Mosca. Nope. Defense football. Goat. Goat. Just so it gets out of my head. Daniel Bryan? Nope. Right. I've got Hudson. Yeah, he got me. He was the greatest defensive player in football of all time. He wrestled at WrestleMania 11. Lawrence Taylor. Fuck. <laughs> Next three words. Mechanic. Shatter. FTR. No. Mechanic, shatter, money. God damn it. Now all I got in my head is shatter machine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the mechanics and shatter machines. Yes, yeah. but it wasn't FTR, but that doesn't mean you weren't on the right track either. Cash Wheeler. Cash Wheeler. Son of a bitch. Mechanics, shatter oh, machine, cash. money is yeah. cash. Cash yeah. Wheeler. Yeah. All right, my last three here. Let's see. Nick, if you don't get this one, you're, you're going to be awfully ashamed of yourself. Words Your last case. three words are smooth, gypsy, fusion. Gypsy Joe. Oh. What'd you say? Gypsy Joe. No. Good guess. Yeah. I mean, you had gypsy in it, so. Smooth, <laughs> smooth, just gypsy. Fusion. Santana. No. Said that with such confidence. I feel bad. Ortiz. No. And your hint being uh, your hint being contemporary. What the fuck? Randy Savage? No. Smooth, gypsy, fusion, your hint being contemporary. I've got fucking nothing. What the fuck? Sky blue? No. Tony Storm? No. Yeah, I've got nothing. I have nothing. Gypsy. What the fuck? Roxy Laveau. No. Nah, I got nothing. Smooth, gypsy, fusion, and contemporary are all forms of jazz. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I've never heard fusion as a form of jazz. <sighs> I looked jazz up different fusion. types of jazz music. And Fair enough. Kind, so I was just like, Fair all right, enough. this is going to be fun. <laughs> all right. My last three. Chinese. Ribs. Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah. Yeah. My last three words. Car. Bored. As in... B-O-R-E-D or B-O-R-B-O-A-R-D? B-O-A-R-D. And then the last one was Car, Bored, Paint. Jeff Hardy. Nope. Kofi Kingston. 
No. Darby Allen. Fuck. There we go. Slapped in the car, the skateboard, the face paint. Darby Allen. Uh, That was good. good. Hey, we were on easy mode tonight. Yeah, pretty much. I I can't believe you got to fucking Andre Chase that quick. (laughs) We're going to take it to you. Do what? I thought I was being creative. All right, so that was It Came From eBay, and that usually leads us into our other segment here, where uh, Nick usually has some things to get off his chest, or in this case, out of his ass. So, Nick, what's up your ass? The booking of the AEW women's division. What the fuck is going on? It's been a problem for a very long time. We're going to talk a bit more later with the only women's match at all in. I just... You have the amount of talent that you do, and that, and that, and that's notwithstanding from the fact that you have the the, the amount of male talent that you do, let alone female, mm-hmm. and you manage to fuck up the booking this badly. It just doesn't but make just, any sense. Exactly, none of it, if, none of the booking of the women's division makes any sense. At well, all. I, mean, I know we'll talk about the match later, but like when they put the title back on Sheeta, I was like, okay, that's a cool little moment. Exactly. You know, yeah. She didn't. She didn't get to have her moment in front of a crowd. Right. You know. So I was like, okay, and then they're gonna go to Wembley. Okay, cool. But then I'm gonna I'm gonna mention what I'm gonna say about Saraya later. But like when they did what they did, I'm just like, okay, can they have just kept the title on Storm then? It would have been better to keep the title on Storm, considering what they did in the match, which we'll yeah. talk about. You know, and that's where I'm like, why are you continuing? And not to mention, Saray can only work one match a month per doctor's orders. So why would I just? Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, her her return has just not been very good at all. You know, from from all aspects too. Like she, modern talks, like is really apparent in this situation. Well, in this entire company, really, but yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, she can't talk. She can't really work anymore. So what the fuck is she there to do? Take up space. That's it. Look at that ass. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, but it's not even that great. It's not. I beg the dipper. It's a sweet ass. Dude, but, after the amount of tapes. I mean, it's no Brit Baker spin. Oh, no. But see, even in that four-way fucking... Sheeta though. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah Sheeta. Holy Sheeta. And Tony Storm. Juice Robinson is a lucky man, by the way. Fucking wow. That goofy looking motherfucker. <laughs> All right, so that was what's up, Nick's ass, apparently. And now we're gonna move on to our review of AEW All In. But before we get to that, we gotta give a quick shout out to the great people over at MoviesRUSA.biz. We can head on over and pick you up a movie or TV show that hasn't been released on physical media or hasn't been on physical media in quite a long time. They'll put that on Blu-ray or DVD for you for a great reasonable price. And if that price just isn't reasonable enough for you, you can use our checkout code, that being three-way. The word or the number doesn't matter which one you use because both of them is going to save you 50% on your purchase. And on top of all Five fucking zero? Five zero. 
Holy shit. And if that wasn't enough for you, you're going to get free shipping. And even for the international listeners, you're going to get free first-class international shipping as well on top of 50%. Yeah. Um, So I've recently, uh, you know, I've been playing Power Wash Simulator on um, uh, PlayStation here. And uh, just to put something on the background, I rewatched the whole first season of uh, The Last of Us. So, um, Jesus. Yeah, I know. It's not even that old. I know. I just felt like putting it on again. So I was just like, all right, I'll put that on and watch it and shit. So um, if you're like, hey, I don't want to pay 15 bucks a month to watch The Last of Us. Well, hey, just head on over to MoviesRUSA.biz. They have it right there. Blu-ray, high quality, high def. 4K fucking feels like they're in your living room acting it out. That's how good the quality is. Um, so head on over there. You can pick up that. And if you're not really into The Last of Us, they have over 35 other hundred titles to choose from there. So head on over to MoviesRUSA.biz tonight. Use that checkout code three-way. Get yourself something nice. Pick a, pick yourself up something pretty, as they say. You know, For us. All right. <clears throat> Make yourself pretty for us. Yeah. All right, so let's get into all in. And the first thing I want to mention um, before we uh, do this. Is, oh, no, you know what? No, I'll get to that in a second. So the first thing I, I will say is that, hey, they opened up with a sweet Bush song. I like that song. They're fucking breathing, breathe out, breathe. And that's a sweet song. Um, and then the opening contest, we got Nigel McGinnis, Jim Ross, and, uh, of course, Excalibur on commentary in Wembley Stadium in London. Uh, fucking. Huh. There's drinking game number one. Every time they say Wembley, <laughs> take a fucking drink. <laughs> we are not responsible to what fucking happens to your liver. No, they are. Um, but the uh, first match of the night is Samoa Joe taking on CM Punk in his second match of the night. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, pretty much. Nigel McGinnis had a sweet line on commentary. He was just like, Samoa Joe has a sweet tooth for revenge. I was like, tee hee hee hee. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And here's I the other drinking game. You can play. I didn't uh, either. Here's the other drinking game you can play because I just wrote down. So, how many people are here? Every time they say 80,000, take a drink. You're dead. Yeah. You're dead by the fucking third match. Yeah. Oh my god. Um nice Rana by Punk. Um nice swing through the table. Like fucking Punk swung him through the fucking table. I thought that was pretty cool. Or yeah. Didn't Joe. Joe. Joe swung him through. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, he fucking I, went I, right through it. Yeah, First fuck, opening was, match. I was like, Jesus. That was sweet though, the way he did it. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> LOL. Cena tribute into the Hogan leg drop. I kinda uh, wish he went full Cena there and did the five knuckle shuffle though. Everybody's oh, yeah. doing the That's leg drop. That's what I thought lately. he was going to do. Yeah. Everybody's doing the leg drop lately. Do something a little bit different, but eh, he got him. Um, nice to see the Pepsi plunge. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't allowed to do that in WWE because it was too pedigree. So, so it was nice to see that. Um, one thing I found weird, I, I, I don't get it. it. It just, when he came out, fucking people singing. When Punk came out, people singing the song and fucking, yay, Punk! The bell rings? Fuck you! Yeah. Fuck you, punk! The match ends? The match ends? His music plays? Yay, punk! I I didn't... What the fuck? 
there's um there was there was people throughout the match who were cheering for him, but the boos were definitely louder. Yeah, uh, exactly. I think part of it is people like to sing along to songs these days, and people appreciated the match that they put on. So and, I think that's why you got those moments yeah. because it was it wasn't completely split, but yeah, it was it's different. His matches these days are always different because you always get that half of the fans are booing and half the bands are cheering kind of thing, you know. Yeah, but it was just like we're gonna boo him, and then like the music plays at the end when he won, and we're like, "Yay!" I'm like, yeah. pick a side, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, flip flopping. Um, overall, I just you know, it, this is the opening match. It's supposed to get you hot and everything. And to me, it didn't really make it hot. It was more lukewarm. It wasn't cold. It was lukewarm. It was a decent opener. Uh, three stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it was two and a half. Same kind of thing. It was lukewarm. It wasn't like the what should get me hyped. The Hogan stuff was great, but mm-hmm. otherwise it was like, eh. Yeah, I mean, it was good. Um, I do think their coll- collision match for the Owen Hart Cup was better. Um, the back and forth babyface thing really throws things off for timing and like who you're supposed to be cheering for, who you're supposed to be booing for. Um, but he kind of makes it work for the most part. He does do some heelish things in his in his match when he's getting booed, so it, it kind of works. Um, and I think Punk going over was the right call, three out of five. Mm-hmm. See, I had you pegged as like this is one of the best matches for you. Honestly, that is one of the highest ratings I gave to this whole fucking pay per view. Oh fuck, that's not yeah. <laughs> I gave more matches this rating, but this is like the highest rating I gave. All right, next up we have the Golden Elite. Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega, and Kota Ibushi taking on Takashita and uh, BC Gold, or Bullet Club Gold, sorry. I read, I said it how I wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Don Callis is doing like his little thing, and they're calling it the Callis Family. Why not the Callis Collection? That does sound better, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's doing it in like a ode to the old school kind of thing, but Callis yeah, Collection know, does sound just... good. Yeah, Tony Khan, call me. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, they low-bridged Abushi, and Abushi just looked right at that low bridge and just sailed right on over. Um. Oh, see, Shelby, the ref is counting them in the ring. Not very much. He was he at the beginning. Uh, I will give you, towards the end of the match, when, you know, shit got wild, the ref was just like, eh. But at the beginning, he was counting them. Fair. When I wrote that note. <laughs> At the except end, it kind of went off the rails. But except the for end, when the heels were like fucking trying to tell him that the baby faces were cheating, and he was just completely ignoring it. But uh, anyways, great elbow by Takashita. Oh my god, he flew off the ropes and hit that elbow. It was fucking beauty, man. This guy, man, if they if they put some stock into him, whew. He is good. I will give him that. I will Man, give you that. He hit that fucking flying elbow, and it was just, oh, God, it was immaculate. Uh, nice Sambo suplex by Jay White. Nice Blue Thunder Bomb. You know, uh, the Blue Thunder Bomb by Takashita. Um, Nigel McGinnis said, oh, he inherited that from El Generico, which I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. There was another match he did. There was another movie he did later, which they were like, oh, he inherited that from this person. I'm like, how many fucking moves did he inherit? <laughs> Does he have anything for himself? Uh, no. Good tag sequence by Kenny 
and uh, Paige, they did like this little like double team sequencer. That was pretty cool. Nice reversal to the buckshot lariat. I thought that was pretty sweet. Great jumping knee by Takashita. I'm telling you, this guy was great. Uh, didn't see the finish coming. Uh, a surprise roll up catching Kenny Omega. Who would have thought that one? Um, I think I was a little generous on this one because I was entertained by it, after, especially after that opening match. So I gave it three and three quarter stars. This one I gave uh, four stars. I was really entertained by this. I didn't think I would be. And I was pleased that Bullet Club Golden to catch the one. That was another thing. So yeah. insightful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just what did you think, them. Shelby? I was waiting for the cue. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's okay. I don't remember. Um, this is one of them bullshit matches. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it was nothing in comparison to some of the others, but they just can't help themselves but fuck up an inner workings of a tag match. There are multiple times where the baby faces are cheating and acting like heels, and the heels never do anything heelish. It was fucking awful. So many times there's like three guys in the ring, and the ref's just standing there like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Fucking shove your goddamn thumb up your ass or something. I don't fucking know. I gave it a two. Yeah, but that would pleasure them. Wait a minute. Why did you give it a two? I'm I'm curious. I, you know what? I think I, you know what? Fuck it. I'm giving it a one. Just because okay, you asked. Okay, the one? Wow. Okay, fuck it. It's a zero. Oh, I'm just curious why you're giving it that grade. Because what, what did you like that gave it a two? That's why I'm changing it now. Because I don't remember like liking anything? anything. I don't oh. remember liking anything. I mean, I do like take a shit or talk a sheet or whatever the fuck. Um, I, I did that. Takeshka. Yeah, that's it. Takeshka. Yeah. Um, I do think that he's a good heel, but like the rest of it, I just, I don't like trios matches. I can't stand them. All right. How about we settle at one star for ta- uh, Takeshka? No, I gave it a zero. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Coming up next here, it is the Young Bucks challenging for the AEW tag team titles against Fear the Revolver. Um, <laughs> here we go. Mm. Which there was a sign in the audience that said that. Hey, yeah. And then the Bucks came out. No Kansas. I'm sad. And anybody real? Anybody notice that there was just two random trash cans in the aisleway? Yeah, yeah. I was kind of curious what was going on with those, and then they never came into play in any of the oh. matches, as far as I'm aware. Huh. Um, maybe in the next match, but I don't know. Yeah, nice corkscrew by uh, Matt there. Great. Super kick to Dax to prevent the hot tag. That was cool. Like Dax was going for the fucking hot tag, and then like I forgot which buck it was because I, you know, I don't know. All white people look the same. I don't know. Um, but then like, he was going for the hot tag, and then bam, he got hit the super kick on uh Cash, I believe, knocking him off the apron, preventing the tag. Oh, that was, I love that. Um, nice German suplex, Northern Lights exchange. That was pretty cool, and of course, um. Nick hitting that face buster moonsault combo. That was good. Hell of a spear by the rope uh, through the ropes there. Um, did a by the oh, <laughs> I put hell of a spear through the ropes by the gunman. Um, the gunman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> and like uh, the Bucks were standing behind Dax, and Dax just knew it was coming. 
Like, I love how he just knew the fucking, he knew he was about to get hit with something. Like, that look, like, fuck, they're behind me. You know? Yeah. I love that. Uh, I love the fucking finish. Loved it. This match was spectacular. I had low expectations, believe it or not, going into this match. You know? I don't know why, but I did. And I ended up fucking loving this match. Five and a half stars. Four and a half stars for the same reasons I loved the finish. I didn't expect FTR to win. Uh, the Shatter Machine, like, it was Shatter Machine, BTE Trigger. Cash kicked out of the box. And then Shatter Machine, that finished, yeah, four and a half stars. What did you think, Shelby? I'm somewhat surprised that FTR got the win here, but, I, you know, I got to give it to the Bucks for sure because – I do think that they were the right winner, and maybe that's just my bias. Probably Tony Khan feared the feared the revolver. (laughs) Maybe the Bucks did too. Who knows? (laughs) Um, Which is funny, we didn't mention that in the fucking news cycle. Okay, Dax and Cash, uh, Bucks are going over tonight. Uh, I mean, you guys are going over tonight. (laughs) Uh, Match was decent, but not anything amazing. Very modern style. not FTR's best, maybe the Bucks' best. I don't know. Um, I gave it a three out of five. I I think the problem for me was because it was FTR and because this is the third match. I went in with high expectations and it just oh. didn't live up to it. So, you had that you had that FTR Briscoe dream and it didn't come. Yeah, through. pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Mm, fair enough. Coming up next is a match that I kind of have a problem with, believe it or not. Um, Stadium Stampede. Fuck. Um, uh, fucking Blackpool Combat Club. Santana Ortiz returning to take on um, fuck, Best Friends, Penta Obscuro, and um, Eddie Kingston. Fuck. Uh, when the fuck did we start calling him Mike Santana, by the way? Just now. Okay. Um. Nice somersault plancha by a sexy Chucky T. Um, of course, Mox is bleeding already. Um, yep. I saw yeah. that he was bleeding. I'm like, didn't didn't this just start? Um, he probably fucking. Like, can you at least wait a few minutes before no. this happens? <laughs> Eventually, he's he's gonna be doing it on the way to the ring. <laughs> he's gonna bash his head off like a fucking post or something. Start... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, backcracker with the chair, better idea on paper. Um, that sight of the, the skewers in the head. Whoo, man. Yeah. Uh, it was around this time where I was like this, uh, me and Shelby were talking about this before we went on, but like, listen, the stadium stampede thing was born in the pandemic. Um, and they had two of them during the pandemic where it was, pretty much a free-for-all in an empty arena and, you know, where they could have editing, you know, shit like that, you know, which is how we got the chair room, yeah. Sean Spears and like Chris Jericho in the Jaguars coaching room and et cetera, et cetera. I don't think it works here. This no. was more anarchy in the arena. Exactly. I mean, like if, if they had like a place where they could like, if they had like an, outside place to go to where it was empty and then all 10 guys could fight well like the last one they did right was technically they had fans there but they did it in the stadium where there wasn't fans right 
And then yeah. they kind of came to the ring. Like, that was the last stadium stampede. Yeah. That was the one with the chairs and all that shit. Yeah. 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 So, I just think this worked better if, like, if it was, like, a pre-recorded match. Maybe they played it. I know, I know it's Wembley, and they probably wouldn't have liked the pre-recorded fucking match watching it on the screen. But I just think this would have worked better in that, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Rainbuster on the chair. That was sick. Uh, sick bump by Trent on that ladder and the power bomb. And Trent's a fucking bump machine in this fucking match. Um, did Ortiz and Trent kiss? Like, there was a moment where, like, he grabs fucking Trent. And it looked like he fucking straight up kissed him. Um, at one point, Eddie Kingston walked out, you know, like, saved the day. Totally fucking forgot he was in the match. Um, <laughs> I had this at I had this at four and a quarter star, but because I just think this idea works better when there's like nobody there, I'm downgrading it to a four because I did like a lot of the spots in there and shit. Because I know Shelby hates the bonkersness and shit like that, but like you know, brain busters on chairs and you know skewers to the head, you know that can be fucking fun sometimes and shit like for me anyway. So four stars for me. I gave this three and a half, mainly because I loved the appearance of Trent's mom, Sue. It's Sue! Uh, the one thing, though, I will say about Sue's appearance is that she was like that vehicle was an Americanized vehicle, whereas in England, that steering wheel should have been the other side of Yeah, the, but it had a British license plate. Who fucking cares? It doesn't matter. But I'm saying, like, it was an American car with a British license plate. So you're right. The okay. steering wheel should have been on the other like, side. Whatever. A... I, so are you I, saying overall, they fucking shipped this half, car over there just to three do and this? And a half, it was kind of a ridiculous match. And I will say this. What makes it okay for OC to use glass, like real glass, but Jack Perry can't? That wasn't real glass. It was candied glass. Really? I'm sure of it. Okay. I'm fine then. Three and a half. Whatever. What did you think, Shelby? Can we just skip to your zero now? Sure. <laughs> if you're well, okay with that. Well, hold on, dude. <laughs> All right, fine. Know. Equal parts stupid, embarrassing, and pointless. Out outlaw much show to the core. I'm done. Zero out of five. Oh, okay. Wow. I kind of expected that one, so I'm not fucking. I'm not even gonna argue for that one. <laughs> like I said, yeah, I, I think the match would have worked better if there was nobody there, or like if they did it like in a separate area where there was nobody there and shit. Um, I will agree with that to a point. Yeah. Uh, next up, it is a fatal four-way for the AEW Women's Championship. Hikaru Shida, Soraya, Tony Storm, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And first things first, Britt Baker, lose the chaps. Look terrible. Um, Soraya's mom held uh, Shida at ringside, and Tony yeah. Storm went to hit her and hit Soraya's mom. Mom instead, and Soraya's Sor mom sold that punch like death. Mm -hmm. I thought yeah. she was fucking dead after that fucking punch hit her. She's an Until old she woman. Got back up, you know. Um, nice stomp 
into a nice stomp went in the PTO. That submission, uh, Paige had that submission on, and then fucking Britt Baker hit the stomp. I thought that was pretty good. Um, good finish. Um, I gave it three stars, but that's only because because if this match happened anywhere else but Wembley, anywhere, oh fuck, I, I didn't say anywhere but England. If this match happened anywhere but England. This was a subpar match, two stars. Yeah, but because it was in England, and you know, Paige, you know. First title winning since coming back from injury and such like that. And she got to share this moment with her family. And if you ever saw the documentary that they did on Paige where she had to call her parents and tell them that she couldn't wrestle anymore, it's a fucking heartbreaking moment. You know, like they're like, even if they do the surgery, I can't wrestle anymore. It's a heartbreaking moment to fucking watch. Uh, so, yeah. so seeing this moment, you know, just ups it to three stars for me. Just getting the getting the title and getting to celebrate with her family in England and shit. It's the only reason I'm giving it three stars. The match itself, anywhere else, two. But just for the moment, three stars. Yeah, see, for me, it's only uh, two and a half. Soraya can only work one match a month. Why in the fuck did you need to put the... Like, I get it. It's in England. You want to do it for her family, whatever. But she can only work one match a month. Not to mention, you took the belt off of Tony Storm to give it to Hikaru Shida, only for Shida to lose it like within a couple weeks to Soraya, when it would have been better to keep it on Storm, considering what played out through the match with Soraya's mom and everything else. It would have been better to keep it on Storm and Soraya pin Storm for the belt. Um, two and a half, I liked the aftermatch thing with her family and everything. I liked that. But overall, it, I mean, this could have been so much better. The only note I have for this match is horrible looking 10 punches in the corner by Sheeta. This was atrocious. I don't really? like four-way matches. The, I thought this would be one of the matches you thought were somewhat decent. Yeah, no. I don't like four-way mat, four matches in general. I don't think Sheeta's very good. I don't think fucking Soraya's very good anymore. Dr. Brick Baker can be okay on occasion. And I think Tony Storm is terribly underutilized in this in this match. Um yeah, it was it was awful. Eh, fucking one out of five. Oh. You do realize that like not all wrestling shows can be just one on one matches with guys doing arm bars for fifteen minutes. Why right? not? Have you tried it? Up next. <laughs> Up next is a tag team casket match. Sting and Darby Allen taking on Swerve and Christian Cage. Um, worst play to the ring ever with Swerve's rap guy. Like, <laughs> holy I don't God. know. There was one coming up that wasn't very good either. Oh, you didn't think Jericho's was that good? No. Oh, no. Better than this fucking guy. Well, that's, you know, that's fair. (laughs) This guy was fucking awful. I thought it was Swerve at first. But then, like, they showed the guy, and then he started rapping to the ring. I was just like, never again. No. Um, In my opinion, I think this should have been two coffins instead of one, but whatever. Um. Oh, how many people are here again? Um, nice Bray reference. 
Uh, they're like the Fireflies are here tonight. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I don't get the. Oh yeah, so um, Darby Allen pulls out a thumbtack jacket, puts it on. Okay, cool. Hey Sting, put this on. Sting puts on a thumbtack jacket. Darby Allen then runs into the corner, turns his back and splashes, you know, fucking whatever in the corner. Sting just runs and does a stinger splash. I don't think Sting uh-huh. gets the idea of the thumbtack jacket. I don't think nope. Sting knows how to go into the corner like that. <laughs> you know? Because like, he didn't want to. I'm like, why are you even yeah, wearing the thumbtack jacket? Yeah, he's just doing the splash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he pretty much took the jacket off immediately afterwards, too. I don't yeah. think he really wanted anything. Him and Christian wanted nothing to do with those thumbtacks. Because, like, after he took off the jacket, there was a couple on the ring, and Christian's, like, carefully oh, yeah, picking them that. up yeah, and tossing them. Yeah, them up and you threw them. Great moonsault and dive by Darby with the hands tied. Yeah, the hands taped and still did a great moonsault and a dive. That was fantastic. The run Sting is having in AEW is the one he should have had in WWE. Yeah. Um, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Uh, that, what, that fucking kid who came out and hit Luchasaurus with the skateboard, was it Nick Wayne? Is that it? Yeah. Better man than me to take that bump on a skateboard. Yeah, yeah. like, what the fuck? Jeepers. Yeah. Used to have kidneys. <laughs> And, oh, God, you, you think that's bad? Fucking the coffin drop onto the fucking casket? Yeah, he used Ooh. to have kidneys, too. <laughs> and uh, Swerve used to have ribs after he went for a 450 on the coffin. He, his wasn't quite as, like, on it, though. He yeah. kind of, like... He kind of protected kinda, himself a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Darby just doesn't give a fuck. Like, he's, I swear to God, he's going to be in a wheelchair by the time he's 35. <laughs> um... I love the finish to this match. I, I, again, this was a match that I went into with, I'm like, okay, tag team casket matches, fucking whatever, you know, but like ended up really liking this match. Probably liked it more than I fucking should have. Uh, Believe it or not, fucking five stars. I loved it. Wow. Uh, Yeah. I only gave this one three stars. It just was there. Okay, fine. Darby and Sting win. We, he, a. Seek and destroy, like Sting and Darby coming out with Seek and Destroy was good, but eh. It was just there. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh what did you think, Shelby? I'm gonna put the garbage match aspect of it to the side. Instead of building Darby up as a single star and giving him big wins, they put him in a tag team coffin match where once again he's second fiddle to Sting. This could be your future AEW champion taking the belt off MJF and you're doing this to him instead of fucking giving him big wins. I know he still got the Booker of the year, everybody. Yeah, I guess he got the win technically, but this should have been Darby versus fucking Swerve. Hell, Darby versus Christian. I don't give a fuck about Sting anymore. He just comes in and steals Darby's spotlight and it's it's not what but you have to admit, for 67 years old, for him to be doing some of the shit he's still doing, that's pretty That's pretty hot. I mean, sure, but it doesn't mean that they should be doing this over top of one of their next single stars. Darby yeah, is like, I mean, besides MJF, Darby is the standout of all the pillars, in my opinion. And I think there's a lot of people who thought that, at least at one point. 
they just don't book him very well. He should have fuck. He should be fuck. I just oh, it just ticks me off. And like Darby isn't my, but like he lays his shit in. He makes it look real. You know, that's that's the thing I always liked about Darby Allen. And he's a hell of a babyface. He can you know fight from underneath and look good while he's doing it too, right? So I don't know. I just I feel bad for Darby. I gave this a one out of five. Oh. Uh, coming up next, uh, Chris Jericho taking on the Aerial Assassin. Apparently, they just started throwing that nickname around. Uh, Will Ospreay. Um, and fuck, can they pick one goddamn commentary team, please? <laughs> like, okay, Jim Ross, okay, and then they switch Gotta up. get everybody on the show, brother. Uh, but yeah, okay, I can understand switching out Jim Ross to Tony Schiavone. Okay, fine, cool. But then they switch them out again for Taz. Like, fuck, pick one goddamn team. I don't Jim mind Ross that idea, actually. Jim Ross one didn't switch is okay, but that two... Freddie Mercury wasn't dead. Still, the fucking one comment, one switch is okay. Two, fuck, pick a yeah. goddamn team. Um, and Jesus, the raccoon eyes on Aubrey tonight. Fuck. Mm. Um, the hair looked good, but the raccoon eyes, fuck. Uh, nice sky twister by Osprey. Hell of a German on the apron. Holy fuck. Um, hell of a reversal to the Stormbreaker. Uh, Oz Cutter from oh the announcers were just like Oz Cutter from Jericho, and I was like Oz Cutter from Jericho. You sure about that? <laughs> um, and I love that Stormbreaker move. I think that's a pretty sweet finish. Um, but um, this is one of those matches where like you know how old is Will Osprey? What is he like? Mid twenties, late twenties. Somewhere Got me close there. to thirty, something like that. And yeah. Jericho's like what, forty-five, something think. like that. Somewhere close to fifty. This was yeah. a match that I think really exposed Jericho in a sense that yeah. I'm just like, you can't keep up with the youngins anymore, dude. Yeah, Jericho. There was a couple. There was here. a couple moments in there where like he, you know, he was trying to do some fast shit with Osprey, and he just wasn't there. Um, I can't think of the specifics right now. Like if I were watching it right now, I could point them out. But there was like at least two or three moments in there where I'm just like, oh, dude, come on, man. It was definitely you know? clunky at points. Clunky, yeah, would be yeah. a good one for it. Yeah. Uh, so for that reason, if if Jericho hit those spots like spot on, this has been like four and a half stars for me because it was actually pretty entertaining. But because it had three and three quarter stars. I give this four and a half stars Mainly because Osprey carried this match and carried it even when he probably shouldn't have been able to. Yes, Jericho is slow compared to Osprey, but they really kept this up. Uh, the, the sequence at the end when Osprey hit the Stormbreaker, Jericho kicked out. He had a hit and blade, and then another Stormbreaker. Osprey like the the elements of this match where Osprey really shined, and that's why I give it the four and a half. Not so much because of the match itself, but because Osprey carried Jericho, which does suck because it's Jericho. But that's just the way it falls, man. I don't know that anybody was like clamoring for this match either. I know they've no, never wrestled not before, that, but that too, yeah. You know, just. You know, um, it wasn't bad. It was a very modern type match focusing on high spots. And like I said, it, it, at times it felt clunky. Um, I, I don't I don't know who's supposed to be the heel here. 
because Jericho comes out doing the Freddie Mercury thing and the fans are all getting into it. And then fucking he's singing his <laughs> shittily singing his way to the ring. Yeah. Um, and then he's got Sammy there, who, again, is playing second fiddle to a veteran. Um, and he shouldn't be. I thought the fucking uh, Jericho and his apps broke up. All except of them, for except Sammy. For Sammy. Sammy said he wouldn't leave him. Oh. Well, Sammy's the one that should leave him. He's <laughs> the only one that really needed to leave yep. him. Um, yeah, I. you know what? I think I gave it a fairly generous three out of five. Oh. All right. And the next up here, the trios championships are on the line as the house of black defend against the acclaimed and not daddy ass, but badass Billy Gunn. which that's my first question right there. And that is as daddy ass, he was more over in fucking 20 years than he was as fucking badass Billy Gunn, the one Billy Gunn, gay yeah. Billy. Why the fuck did he want to fucking, well, I mean, like, fuck, I mean, call it what it is um <laughs> like why did he want to fucking switch or why did they want to switch whoever made the, the fucking decision why did they want to switch him back to badass billy gun i don't i don't what was he really different here yeah they're like uh they, didn't do, the, mm-hmm. they didn't do the scissor me daddy ass until the end and shit well so they still did it I know, but like, still, they they tried to make it seem like you know it was a different Billy Gun. But it didn't. I didn't believe it was for a second. It's the same Billy Gun we've been seeing for like the past year. I don't know. It's just the fact that you know. But like the last few months, they would introduce him as oh the yeah, they didn't and introduce him. Ass. But yeah, here they they're like oh badass. tonight the acclaimed and badass Billy Gun. I know, but you know? that's not the same. That's just being called something different. Just because okay, you're called still, something different doesn't mean you uh, are different. Still, whatever. All right. Uh, great dive by Buddy there. And a great dive by King. And, um, oh, fuck. Um, uh, fucking, they did the sh- uh, Scissor Me Timber to uh, Julia Hart. And um, Taz yeah. said, oh, right in the yam bag. And then Excalibur said something about the yam bag. <laughs> I think Excalibur said, what? And he's like, yeah, you know, the opposite of what men have or something to that effect. And it was like, what? Yeah. But then, but then Excalibur said something about the yam bag, and Taz was just like, I got a trademark on that. Huh. I thought that was funny. And goddamn, Brody King eating that guardrail. Holy shit. Yeah. And then eating the chair afterwards? Goddamn. Um, I did like the hat trick of Famousers they did on, I think it was mm-hmm. Malachi, I think. Uh, one, I don't know, somebody. Um. This was a dynamite match, uh, but it was still it was still decent to watch. I gave it three and a half. I gave it three and a half as well. There there were points of this match where I popped hard, like the triple famous sir, fucking the spot with uh, Bowens with the scissor me timbers to Julia Hart. The uh, where, where my notes are all fucked up again. Uh, even the end too, when um, like Billy hit the famous, or then it was the arrival, and then the mic drop, and then the, there was the triple cover, and it was just like they they managed to pull out the win, and then Bowen's scissors MJF's dad, that was cool too. Yeah, three and a half. What did you think, Shelby? I might be a little unfair to this match. I think at this point during the show, I was dejected and I really just wanted to have it over with because I really didn't give a fuck. 
And hearing another Outlaw Mud Show match coming up just didn't really do it for me. They claimed won the belts. That's cool, I guess. One out of five. Okay. And coming up next is the main event. To the biggest. Oh, no, wait. Before the main event, I'm sorry. Oh, no. before It was before the trios match. I'm sorry. We get the official attendance count, which is 81,000. Take a drink. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. I know, right? They only yeah. told us 15,000 times during the goddamn I don't remember match. hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> but the main event, MJF defending the uh, AEW world title against his tag team partner and now co-champion. Because on the pre-show, they won the ROH tag team titles. Fuck. Or Zero Hour. Sorry. Yeah, same difference. Yeah, when did it become the Zero Hour? Didn't it used to be called the buy-in? Yeah, yes, the right. Zero Hour since Tony bought ROH. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> LOL, thumb in the eye after the sportsmanship. Sportsmanship! Thumb in the eye. Great. Um, <laughs> I like the arm ringer into the corner by MJF. That was pretty cool. Uh, nice dive by MJF. I like how he landed on his feet. Um, oh, yeah. How is MJF not dead after that suplex on the stairs? And, uh, yeah. oh, God. With that 10-count spot, I see why Shelby doesn't like them. Yeah. Um, nice running destroyer by Cole. And then after that, I just stopped taking notes. I thought after that, it was just a... It was just a subpar match. It was par for the course. Um, I think they were just going through the motions to get to that ending. By which I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, hug it out and fucking all that bullshit. Um, three stars. But, yeah, that 10-count spot... I'm like, he's fucking dead. Like, yeah. that's it. And then, like, at nine, he fucking jolts back I did the think it was going to go to a count out at that point because it was very last second. Yeah, and then, like, once he jumped back in the ring, I was like, that's why. Which, how stupid is Adam Cole to let that go to a count out? That is true, too. <laughs> what the fuck? But anyways, we'll get to my. Yeah, I saw that, and I was just like, that's why Shelby hates these. Hmm. You know, sometimes they're pretty interesting and cool. Yeah, like, sometimes they work. Like Cody did the one at uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. That one worked. Or like when they're yeah. right by the ring. If they're like right by the ring and struggling to get up and then fucking nine and they're pulling themselves up and then jump in at ten, that's when they make it interesting. But like he was dead to rights. Well, and I don't want to cut four. you off any further, Nick, but um, there's that one famous one I remember. I don't know what the match was, but it was John Cena. He's like halfway up the aisle. And at the count of like nine, he jumps up and goes into a fucking dead sprint to the ring and then goes in is just like dead when he gets into the ring. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. fucking it's like the same thing, right? That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was one of the few times where I'm like, all right, I get it. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah. With this, I can, I can only I, I three stars. It was predictable to a point, And then it was just they just. The interaction between the two of them and they all oh, were to were partners and da, 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 and the shirts and all this other shit like they they took up a whole half hour and something that could have been done in fucking less than 20 minutes. And can so just, it was just kind of like, can we just get to Adam Cole turning on him already? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Can we just get to Adam Cole turning on MJF and stop all this horse shit? I don't think you need a cue here. Nah. Worst MJF match ever. 
Really? This was fucking horrible. It's they're trying to make him a baby face, but when they try and make him a baby face, he just looks fucking stupid. Like Adam Cole drops him on his head on the steps. And then he has Adam Cole up on the announce desk for a tombstone. He's like, oh, I want to hurt my friend. He just dropped you on the fucking stairs. Like, what the fuck? Are you an idiot? Oh. And then the whole, oh, you're my friend. Oh, you're my friend. This is like, this is exactly the kind of thing that AEW is known for. Everybody's got to be a friend. And everybody wants to be their friend. And you're not my friend, so I don't like you. And friends. Oh, it's just fucking stupid. He barely got the win, and not only did he look dumb doing it, but to take a line from uh, our last podcast, he looked like a wimp as well. Um, I fucking gave this a two. I'm honestly, you know what? I'm so worked up now. I think I'm dropping it to a fucking zero. I just fucking hated this. And you know what? I think this is the telltale here. 2024, MJF's going to WWE. That's it. There's no coming back from this. There is no coming back from this because no matter what, Either Cole turns on MJF or MJF turns on Cole and the other one looks stupid. And the one who turns on the one looks just as fucking stupid. This is a horrible, horrible match. Oh, I thought this was going to be like your favorite fucking match tonight. No. Wow. This this ruined the whole pay-per-view for me. Because this should have been MJF's shining moment of... And he still would have looked kind of stupid. But if he did turn on fucking... Uh, Adam Cole here. It would have made it a little bit better, but that didn't happen. See, I think it should be Adam Cole turning because, I mean, that's the predictable route, MJF turning. But it's the one that makes sense. It sometimes, makes sense. Sometimes, but, that's, but that's par for the course. So, I mean, we've seen that before. Sometimes, you, sometimes you do the thing that makes sense because it makes sense. That's all you need. Sometimes you don't need to do something that's shocking, so to well, speak. I, I, I get your point of view, but, like, still, in this case, I just think it would make more sense. Well, not make more sense. I just think it'd make a better story if Adam Cole is the one that turns. Fucking stupid. Hated this match. Wow. Okay. Did not see that one coming. All right. So that was AEW all in. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what's our final grade for um, um, all in? I'll give it a seven. I'm knocking it down from a three to a fucking two for that goddamn finish. Damn. I'm going to go seven, two because there were a couple great matches on here. I, I really liked mm-hmm. So Because I like the tag team match, uh, the um, tag team casket match and the tag team title match. I thought they were both really entertaining matches. Plus, there was a couple of mid matches in there. There, you know, Jericho and fucking Osprey and, uh, um, the trio's title match, you know, they were pretty good too. So I was mildly what's, inter- what's the name of the guy who uh, is an AEW fan and doesn't like me? Leo. Leo, I'm sorry, but this paper you fucking sucked. <laughs> I will say, I mean, I've seen better fucking AEW pay per views, but like Definitely. for for them to tout this as like this is going to be the biggest night in AEW history. No. Yeah. No. If I had to grade it on that alone, then probably like a fucking four. Yeah. But like just grade it on like just a standard pay-per-view type of thing. Yeah, seven. I was I was entertained by it. I wasn't dreading it at any time. I was. Uh, I know you were. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was our review there. 
And now we're going to head into some mini segments here. First one being fact of the week. Nick usually regales us in a little factoid or a story or something that he finds interesting. So, Nick, what's your fact of the week? So, while Colt Cabana was with WWE back in 2007, 2008, around there. Scotty Goldman. He (laughs) once pitched an idea to get involved in the storyline between McFoley and Edge. Cabana's pitch was that as part of storyline, he would dress and wrestle as dude love while fellow star in developmental Kazarni Sin Bodhi would have become Cactus Jack. Oh, no. Right? Yeah. Oh, no, would come to life, eh? Yeah. I guess. Sounds horrible. Then who would have been Mankind? McFoley. Oh, okay. Then who would have been McFoley? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Al Snow, fuck. He- Al hear Snow. me out on this. Cameron Grimes. <laughs> How old would he, he have been at that point? diapers at that uh, point? Well, he probably would have. <laughs> he was probably like early high school. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right, and our other little mini uh, thing here is uh, Shelby's Today in History. Which Damn gives right. Little, yeah, where he gives us a little factoids about today in wrestling history. So, Shelby, what do you got? Today being September 1st, not August 31st, September 1st. Good boy. Uh, <laughs> September 1st, 1979, Pat Patterson wins a tournament in Rio de Janeiro, become the first intercontinental champion. That was a good tournament. Obviously. Yeah, obviously we all know that tournament didn't actually happen. I've seen it. It's happened. I've seen it. (laughs) Yeah. Then we're to September 1st, 2007. CM Punk defeats John Morrison to win his first singles title in WWE, the ECW Championship on ECW on Sci-Fi. And I'm going to backtrack a little bit here. Uh, September 1st, 1992. Ric Flair defeats Macho Man Randy Savage to win his second WWF championship. The match actually aired 13 days later on primetime wrestling. And what was thought to be a first for the WWF E-World title change. The original taping of the match was actually halted midway through due to Vince McMahon not being satisfied with the bout. The match was restarted, retaped immediately. Damn. Yeah. All right. All right. Now we're going to try something new here. We're going to play a game called Stump the Artist. Um, the way the game is going to work is, is Nick and Shelby both have 10 trivia questions, wrestling related, obviously. And if I get one wrong, they get a point. And um, if I get it right, well, then nobody gets a point. Um Whoever stumps me the most wins. And if somehow I get all 20 right, then fucking I win. So. <laughs> Fair so, enough. That's the game. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> fire away first. when ready, boys. Okay, so first question. Uh, who replaced Pete Dunne as Matt Riddle's tag team partner in the Broserweights in NXT? Timothy Thatcher. Correct. Okay, now, um, question number two. Who taught Finn Balor how to drive in the U.S.? What was the question? Who taught Finn Balor how to drive in the U.S.? 
Ooh. Oh, I heard this one recently, too. I think I know the answer. Was it Seamus? No. All right. It was not. Do I give the answer now? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes. Oh, okay, that wasn't the one I thought. I thought it was Daniel Bryan for some reason. Next one. Um, Let's see here. What inspired the uh, Owens in Kevin Owens? Uh, His son. Yeah, I'll give it to you. His son plus Owen Hart. Yeah, I'll give it to you. All right. Um, Question number four. Randy Orton and Undertaker are tied for most SummerSlam appearances. What's the number? Um, Most SummerSlam appearances, what's the number? I want to say... Oh, that number seems too cliche, though. No, it can't be. It can't be that many. I'm going to say... 14. The answer is 16. Yeah, I thought that was too high. Nice. I was going to say 16. 13, but that sounded too fucking cliche. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's got two. All right. Okay. So, next question um, Samuel Rash is also known as who? Who? Yeah, so what is the ring name of Samuel Rash? Samuel Rash? Who the fuck? Rash spelled R-A-T-S-C-H. Just based on that spelling, I'm just going to take a stab in the dark and say Baron Von Raschke? Darby Allen. I was close. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Next question. Um... Who did Lance Cade team with before Trevor Murdoch on WWE television? Oh, uh, Mark Jindrak. Hmm. Very good. Yes, as Garrison Cade, he, he teamed with Mark Jindrak. All right, so uh, next question. Orange Cassidy was part of what indie team? Uh, the Ant Colony. Yeah, I'll give it to you. The colony. He was fire ant. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Okay. Uh, um, next question. Who was Mortimer Plumtree? Mortimer Plumtree. Um, Mortimer Plumtree. A manager. Oh, no, 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 no. Can no, you no. be more specific? <laughs> Where was he a manager? Oh, okay. So he was a manager. Okay. Um, Warmer Plumtree was a manager in TNA? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he wow. was a manager in TNA, most notably for AJ Styles and the Johnsons, who went on to become the Shane Twins. Um, next question. Last of uh, the next two, by the way. What CFL team did Roman Reigns play for? Oh, <laughs> I don't even think I know this one. Uh, fucking the Toronto Breakers. 
The Edmonton Eskimos. Ah, I was going to say the Lions. And your last question. Who trained Zicky Dice? Who trained Zicky Dice? Brian Danielson. Seth freaking Rollins trained Zicky Dice. All right, so you got me five times. Shelby? You're going to have a gimme in this list, and I'm fucking pissed. But, uh, all right, question number one. In the WWE, WWF, WWWF championship lineage, who is recognized as the inaugural world champion? Oh, I always get the names confused. Buddy Rogers? Buddy Rogers is correct. Question number two. Who has the shortest Intercontinental Championship reign? Uh, Dean Douglas. Less than a day. Uh, Question number three. Who was the last male wrestler to win the Royal Rumble and go on to win his title match at WrestleMania? Oh, shit. Uh, That would be... Uh, Drew McIntyre. Damn it. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, wow. Question four. When was the last Clash of the Champions for WCW? 1996. Eh, 1997. August 21st. All right, I got a wrong one. There you go. I got to get four more to tie. Four more to tie, six to win. All right. Uh, Question number five. What WCW wrestler is also known for being a monster truck driver, driving a truck... Damn it. I'm fucked. (laughs) Question number six. What NFL football team did LT play for? Uh, New York Giants. Yeah. This is the one that's going to be a gimme. Question number seven. Prior to joining AEW, Orange Cassidy worked for the Chikara (laughs) promotion under what name? I swear to God, if you're doing a bit right now. It's only been mentioned like five times. Fuck. <laughs> I, I, honestly, about can't remember. I know he's an ant, but I honestly don't remember which ant now. Oh! He's fucking fire ant. Oh, you, fire ant. You idiot. He didn't answer the question yet. That doesn't count. He cheated. And you're, you're, he's probably going to win anyway. All right. Yeah, question oh, number. Yeah. <laughs> question number eight. How many Abdullah the Butcher's House of Ribs and Chinese food locations were there? See, in order for me to know that, I'd have to give a shit. <laughs> uh, I know there was one in Atlanta. Uh, fuck, I'm going to say four. Two. See, I was thinking two, but that's <laughs> The other one was in Japan, which I guess makes sense because he worked there a lot and it's Chinese food. Although Chinese food in Japan, interesting. Anyways, um, question number nine. Shows how much of a smart guy he fucking was, an idiot. (laughs) I think I'm fucked. You need to get the next two wrong. Yeah, you've already lost. Well, if you get the next two wrong, I tie, right? Because he had... Oh, okay. Well, we'll go on with it anyway. Number nine, what does Ultima Lucha Dos mean? Ultimate Lucha 2. Nah, last fight 2. Oh, fuck. 
And number 10, who was the final WWE 24-7 champion? Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. No. That's right, because she threw it past the garbage can. Yeah. So the final score, Nick stumped me five times, and Shelby got me three times. Yeah. I'll yeah. take it. Should have made the questions a little harder. Nick's were kind of hard there, shit. Yeah. Man. What CFL team did fucking Roman... God damn. Like, <laughs> on August 17th, what did Roman Reigns have for breakfast? Fuck. <laughs> so yeah, that was a new game. Stumped the artist there. What do you guys think of that? What'd you... I like it. Okay. Right. I, like I can see it, doing yeah. it again next week. Okay. Right. Yeah. You just want another shot at it, that's all. I do, yeah. That's exactly yeah. why. <laughs> it's a double episode next week, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so no game next week, yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Fuck. Week after, week after. Yeah. Uh, yeah, next week we are doing a super show. We are reviewing both Payback and All Out. Um, much to the chagrin of Shelby. But, the yeah. All Out card is shit, by the way. I know, there's only like two matches on there. Really it's going to be interesting because it's in Chicago, too. What do you see? No, no sign see. of Jack Perry. Isn't CM um, Punk suspended too? Yeah. Yes, we'll be there when we're going to be there. Um, well, like one of the matches I'm excited for, I'm, uh, if fucking Orange Cassidy loses that fucking title to Moxley, I'm going to be pissed. I am too. That'd be fucking hilarious. God. And like, I want to see Statlander versus. Um, Soho. I almost said Riot for some reason. I don't know why. Ruby Riot, dude. I know, but still, she hasn't been Ruby Riot. Oh, like- God. Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor? Really? Yeah. God, I fucking hate Shane Taylor. Why? What do he do to you? Is it because he's blind? Showcase for Shane. He looks Samoa Joe, dumpy. You know the word dumpy? He looks fucking dumpy. Yeah. He's just a fat, stupid looking fuck. Goddamn, and I'm sure he would say wait, 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 the same out, about time you. Out, time Probably. Out. Tell I don't me care. how you really feel about him. He's a fat, dumb piece of shit. Fuck. I don't know. Maybe he's smart, but like he looks like a fat, dumb fuck. He looks like a fat, dumb fuck. Okay, that's. Yeah. yeah. He looks okay. Right. <laughs> hey, what is say that quote again? He looks like a fat, dumb fuck. Fat, dumb fuck. I forgot. There's our uh, banner or head yep. or photo quote. Yep, uh, I'm writing it down now. <laughs> That's what I figured. He looks he like a fat dumb fuck. What the fuck? Booker oh, the of the year, ladies and terrible. gentlemen. Booker yeah, he should, of the I year. I wish he'd keep his hands off fucking Ring of Honor. Goddamn. But he bought he Ring of Honor. He owns that shit. I know, but like somebody else should be booking it. What, like, like us? Uh, sure, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Hire us. Okay. Maybe, we I mean, could actually. You know what? Could. I think we could. I but, think we could book a good show. I mean, I I don't know about good show, but physically, could we? Yeah, Dustin sure. Rhodes is Ring of Honor champion. Fuck yeah. Dustin, why Dustin Rhodes? The nope. golden Dustin nope. Rhodes. Nope, nope. Mercedes Martinez, ROH world champion. What about Zeki Dice? I'm down. Okay, go. Or wait, oh wait, or wait. Hear me out on this. Cameron Grimes. 
No, 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 no. No, I think I got better. Freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy, Ring of no. Honor World Champion. No, 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 no. Orange A-W. Cassicles. A- no. Who? Orange Cassicles. I think what you're trying to say is Ring of Honor World Champion CM Punk. I think that's what I heard. You can go sit over there. <laughs> I am sitting over here. You can go sit over there. See, no, I don't oh, want to work with Punk because uh, the second he comes to me with that bullshit, I'm like, look here, motherfucker. I'll throw, yeah, another, fucking, I'll, I'll throw another fucking Z-Pack in you and send your ass home. <laughs> Chris Amon says hi, bitch. <laughs> I don't think we would last very long. <laughs> Tony Khan would be like, Wait a minute, what? Mercedes Martinez is the ROA champion? What the fuck's going on down here? Right, Master Sammy Guevara. <laughs> right, Master <laughs> Sammy Guevara. Honestly, at this point, it'd be better what he, than what he's doing anyway. Yeah. Where he's just fucking Chris Jericho's hey, Sammy Guevara. Hey, we didn't mention that. Mercedes Monet was showing it all in, so hey. Yeah. Hey. He's always carrying around a fucking picture of Mercedes, like looking at it, like <laughs> <laughs> like looking at licking it, like just staring at it. Just like, did they show her during that match? Licking his lips and no, Ty Conti like is in the freeze um... frame, and she's looking at him like, "I will kill you, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> they showed her during the zero hour, and they showed her during the trios title match. Of all oh, matches. it's the trios title. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, yeah, they didn't show her during the women's match, or like just. I mean, she's like the biggest unsigned contract, biggest female unsigned contract right now. Like, you think they could have, like, in between matches, been like, hey, it's it's Mercedes Monet, and or whatever the fuck, and people are like, yay! The biggest story coming out of, it, coming out of that is, is that she was actually sitting next to people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and looked perfectly fine with it too. Yeah, she didn't have her tape measure out, making sure they were six feet from her. <laughs> what a fucking Oh, you're not it. wearing a mask. I need to be in the royal box. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, all right. Now we're gonna move on to our vintage pick of the week. Oh yeah, this isn't over yet. Yeah, <laughs> we're not done yet. <laughs> the vintage pick of the week, which is usually a fucking promo, a show, a fucking something wrestling related. We think you guys should go out and seek and look up. So uh Shelby, what's your vintage pick of the week? Terry Funk looking for a sissy. Uh he did this great my promo. Eye. <laughs> in um in the uh fucking uh jerry's jerry the jarrett's territory um i wanted to say mid-south it's not fucking mid-south anyways um where jerry lawler brings him out they had been feuding at the time but jerry lawler wanted his help to fight off some other guys and he starts talking about how he's looking for a sissy and it actually involves him pretty much ripping jim Cornette's pants off so it's uh pretty entertaining hmm. yeah so, yeah, as I had said earlier, I had two vintage picks, one of which being Terry Funk versus Sandman versus Stevie Richards from ECW Barely Legal 97. The other being one of my most favorite pre-match promos in WrestleMania history from WrestleMania 30. The pre-match promo, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena, set to the tune of Legacy by Eminem. 
I fucking love that promo package so fucking much. I fucking love it so much. I've watched it, I don't know how many times since the news of uh, Wyndham Rotunda's passing. I I just, man, why, even when I listen to that song, just the song, Legacy by Eminem, I hear like, you're like a prize horse, John. He races and he wins and he wins and the people, they just cheer for him. Your time is up, John. Like, I fucking, oh, man. I can't That's... stand that Eminem album, though. Marshall Mathers LP. The album itself is great. Fucking dog shit. There's some of it that's good, some of it not so good. Dude, I'm not a big rap fan or anything, but, like, even I fucking got to put some respect on that fucking album. This is when he started going downhill to me. Fucking Relapse is great. No, it's not. No. The Marshall Mathers LP? Not the LP2. The Marshall Mathers LP2 was much further past his second album. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I didn't hear the two. That's why I'm just like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Atrocious. Uh, My my Vince's pick of the week, uh, uh, Shelby hates when I do this, but it's actually from six days ago. Um, You gave me shit one time for doing one that was like three weeks old. That's why. Uh, but uh, it's actually the the tribute video they made for Bray Wyatt. Uh, the, oh man, the song that they picked for it, which I've been listening to nonstop. Uh, what called, song uh, is? Send me that. Send it to the group. Yeah, it's actually called uh, "Ever Known" by a band called Need to Breathe. Uh, fucking phenomenal song, and like the quotes that they put in there from Bray, which uh, I'm actually gonna steal one of the quotes. Uh, which is, uh, I'm the color red in a world of black and white, which I'm like, that fucking genius. Why didn't I ever think of that? Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great tribute video. I mean, fortunately, we had to, you know, fucking watch him die to get it. But Well, uh, we didn't actually watch him die. Well, you know what I mean. But we heard about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, uh, it, it's, a, it's a great little tribute video to him. And uh, rumor has it that Bobby Roode is actually the one who produced that video. Wow. Yeah, that's the rumor I heard. So. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen that tribute video to him, I, I highly suggest going out and checking it out. But if you want, like, one that's actually vintage, I've actually always been a fan of the Firefly Funhouse match that he had with Cena at the COVID WrestleMania, at Wrestle COVID, COVID Mania. We're really glad that you're our friends. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. I mean, if you ever wanted to see. Do, 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 do. If you ever just wanted to see like a quote unquote wrestling match like on fucking just heroin, it's this match. It is it, quite the spectacle. Yeah, John Cena in the NWO, him fucking on Saturday night's main event, fucking Bray Wyatt, the puppets, like fucking it's it's an acid trip. That's a better word for it. If you've I ever wanted to see a wrestling that, match, like, if you ever wanted to see like a wrestling match equivalent to an acid trip, I think it's this match right here. I did kind of think that the Undertaker's last ride was better though. It was in a match. Yeah, it was for match yeah. wise. Yeah, but like, it, like just Bray Wyatt wise, I'm saying this when I hear it, it's yeah. just fucking bizarre to watch. You know, Titus O'Neil's reaction after it just said it all. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know what that was, but um, yeah. <laughs> COVID so, mania, COVID mania. There's the bell, so we know what that means. That signifies the end of the three way dance wrestling podcast. Also. 
I want to mention here, if you've made it this far, I wanted to mention it earlier, but I forgot. But uh, don't know what days it's going to start coming out, but I have started a new podcast, which I'll be bringing on uh, guests sometimes, sometimes by myself, maybe eventually these two cats here. But uh, the Stories No One Asked For podcast, uh, we debuted it, or I debuted it last week, uh, and it's doing pretty well. Coming soon to Amazon, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff here. Uh, so if uh, you want to hear the first episode, it is available on YouTube right now. Um, so be on the lookout for if you want to listen to it on the other platforms, be on the lookout for that. I got to create the page for it. Um, and next Slowly week. Slowly proving that you can replace us with dead air. Pretty much. No, but there's <laughs> there's not a lot of dead air in this. Only well, no, I, but I just mean. Yeah. Only when I take a drink is there dead air. Because yeah. like I had to keep going, you know, I had to keep fucking going in this. Um so, yeah, if you want to hear about the bonkers-ass relationship I had with my last girlfriend, check out Stories No One Asked for the podcast, which is a uh, title off of the, my uh, one and only book that I actually wrote. Um, so, yeah, next week, like we said, Super Show. going to be doing All Out and WWE Payback, which, um, looking at the cards, I'm not really... Oof. Uh, yeah. Be prepared for a lot of zeros from Shelby. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's going to do it for us here this week. So until next week, guys, for Nick and Shelby, I'm the Artist Version 1. Until next week, be breezy, guys.